From VinePair's New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the VinePair Friday podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all good. Before we kick it off, though, I want to tell everyone listening about this really, really, really cool opportunity. So VinePair has partnered with Remy Martin to host the annual Remy Martin Bartender Talent Academy Cocktail Competition. That is a mouthful. This year, contestants are giving their own spin to the sidecar. Right, you got to give a spin. Sidecar, spin it up. And the prizes speak for themselves. The regional competition winners will be flown to New York City with all flights and hotel paid for to join Remy Martin and compete in the national cocktail competition to see who can make the best sidecar riff. One of the finalists from New York City will then get to go on to France to compete in the global competition where contestants will compete for cash prizes with the grand prize being 3,000 euros. Oh, and also that trip to France, all expenses paid going to get hooked up as well. VinePair is accepting entries through Friday, September 30th. So basically a week from when you're listening to this podcast. All you got to do is head to vinepair.com slash Remy dash Martin dash BTA dash cocktail dash competition dash 2022. Or just look for it. Remy Martin cocktail competition, VinePair. You'll find it. Get all the details. Submit your entry. We're also going to have this obviously in the show notes so you can find it and you can get the actual link. It's really cool. I'm one of the judges. Uh, the party in New York City is going to be really amazing where the competition is going to go down for these finalists. They're going to be live. There's going to be like a hundred and something people in the room just cheering them on. It's going to be really dope. So if you are a bartender and you listen to this podcast, you should submit. And now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> what's going on, Joanna and Zach? How are you guys doing? Back to the podcast. Yeah, uh, good. good. My my son is back at school after um, – not being able to go to school yesterday because it was too smoky. Thanks, uh, forest oh, no. fires. Yeah, it was great. Oh, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, um, there's a wildfire not that close to where we live, but the unfortunately the wind is was uh, blowing all of that smoke directly to us, which um, you know not great for the uh, kids. But it wasn't like it was better at home. But you know, the school was like, yeah, we yeah. You, your kids can't come to school today, so that was they don't fun. Want the liability, exactly. Well. I'm glad to hear that uh, you know school's back in session. <laughs> I'm ready for um, Friday. Is is really what that's all about? Yes. <laughs> let's let's get yeah, to you this know, Friday. I mean, Fridays, but Friday's Friday's always a great day. Friday's always a great day. So this Friday we're talking about spice. Be more specific. So basically, the ongoing domination of spice as a flavor modifier in drinks, but like spicy, spicy, not, not like spice. warm spices. No, we're not talking about like cinnamon. Yeah, no, none of that. Nutmeg, saffron. No, we're talking about spicy. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, I think that there's, there's been a trend of spicy drinks for a while now, uh, but they just continue to seem to get more and more and more popular. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I feel like we've, we found peak spicy this summer when people on TikTok started adding jalapenos to rosé. Just straight up, right to the bottle. Just straight to the bottle. Mm-hmm. Like jalapeno rosé. And I just don't, you know, I am conflicted because I actually hate spicy cocktails. I hate spicy drinks. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's very hard to understand the appeal. Although I know so many people that love it. For me, it, like it's just, it's all spice, nothing else. Mm-hmm. But so many people love spicy cocktails. Like, why do you guys, and drinks in general, and flaming Hot Cheetos, and Hot Doritos Locos Tacos, and anything spicy, why do you both think that spicy, in drinks specifically, continues to just have such a mass appeal amongst consumers? Joanna, are you a spice 
fan? I feel like you are. I know. Actually, oh. I'm not. I, I like hot sauce and things like that, but I don't like when spice like blows out my palate. Yeah. And, and I, you know, a long, long time ago I was working on a gift gift guide for a publication that I used to work for. And we called in these watermelon ghost pepper candies um, because, you know, they're just like chili heads out there yeah, who are yeah. like, really, really into like this idea of eating or drinking the spiciest thing they could possibly do. Yeah. And, oh gosh, they were like awful. I tried one and it completely <laughs> ruined my day. Um, <laughs> ruined my day. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I, I would rather enjoy something and, um, without like extreme spiciness. So I find this very, very fascinating. Like the idea that you would just add a jalapeno to a bottle of wine, to get that kick um, is really interesting to me. I'm, I'm curious to know what you think, Zach, because I feel like you have you have thoughts on why this uh, <laughs> this has really proliferated. Yeah, well, I think there are two things. One is that there's no doubt that there's a segment of the population that, be it in you know food or be it in drink, just out and out likes spice. And they might love the sort of adrenaline rush of a really spicy dish or uh, in the case of what we're talking about, a really spicy drink. Or they might just, people's palates are different, and some people, food that isn't spicy comes across to them as bland. And so perhaps drinks that aren't sure. spicy come across to them as bland. And so I think there's a there's a portion of the population where I'm like, you know, that's cool. Like, you know, as a bartender, you get the people who are like, I want a really spicy Bloody Mary. And you go, okay, great. I will make my Bloody Mary, or I'll use the Bloody Mary mix we have, and then I'll add some extra hot sauce. And like, hopefully that makes it okay for you. And if it's not, then we'll bring it back and I'll add more. And we'll keep adding more until like, you tell me it's enough. That's fine, sort of. Like, people can kind of... That's a great cocktail to add hot sauce to. So, you know, cool. I think the hard part for me is, one, are people using spice to cover up or, you know, heat to cover up poor quality product, which I think is, you know, look, maybe if you have a really inexpensive bottle of rosé, adding some fresh jalapeno is going to maybe elevate the experience. I don't know. Um, (laughs) We'll find out, as I think that's what we're tasting in a little bit. But at the same time, I also would say that there's also the, the danger to this kind of thing, as, as I see it, is when you're doing it at a larger scale, right? You're making a, a spiced, you know, a, a pepper vodka, say, or you're adding heat in some fashion to a cocktail that you're putting on your menu. You get into this very difficult space where people's tolerance for spice and even what they consider spicy is so varied and it's really mm-hmm. hard to dial in and i mean i don't know if you see people you know bars that are making spicy cocktails doing the thing that you see at like restaurants where they have spicy cuisine where there's like you know different star ratings or different chili ratings and you can be like i want that cocktail as a two-star spicy mm-hmm. bar say i think the problem for mo- a lot of us is like i don't mind a little bit of spice in certain drinks like a spicy margarita but it's so variable depending on you know to say nothing of like the individual quality of the jalapenos that might be being used, but you know, how aggressively is the bartender muddling it? Are they using the whole jalapeno, including seeds? Are they like what everything goes into it? How much sugar are they using? Are they balancing the spice with sweet? Like it's so variable and cocktails in particular are, uh, you know, they're a thing that requires such precise balance in a lot of cases on a lot of other axes that adding spiciness to it just to me, I think you do run the risk of the thing that you've both described, which is getting something that just nukes your palate. It's not pleasantly mm-hmm. spicy or maybe mm-hmm. even mildly challengingly spicy. It's just, you know, so spicy that now for the next hour, all you taste is that capsicum burn, which is 
you know, maybe some people what they want, but a lot of us, <laughs> that's not where we want to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like the people who enjoy sp- spicy margaritas and are why it's such a popular drink aren't really looking for that extreme heat. It's more like the piquancy of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think it's, I think it's like something where you're, you're searching for a little bit of the thrill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it is amazing. That, like when we look at, you know, cocktails in our cocktail library, you know, spice, spicy cocktails and cocktail recipes always do incredibly, incredibly well. Um, I, I must say I was pretty sh- like not surprised at all at this trend of rosé. Like it was a bound to happen, right? Like someone rosé is this thing that we've basically messed with for so many years now. We've frozen it. You know, it's turned into slushies. You know, we've we've added fruit to it, made rosé sangria. Like, someone was going to put jalapenos in it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it almost is like it's the one to do it with, too, for whatever reason, right? And so you knew this was coming. It just, it feels like, you know, now who's going to bottle it, right? Who's going to yeah. actually make one? That also seems to be coming. Mm-hmm. So, someone's going to do it for sure. Because it's been in beer for so long. Yeah. You know, there's been all of these jalapeno beers or these spiced pepper beers, you know, IPAs with spice at the back end, stouts, uh, like a lot of like Mexican chocolate, chili chili stouts, things like that, that people have really, really gravitated towards. Hmm. It's just funny because I was, I remember thinking about this and and chatting about our editorial meeting where I was like, no, no, no. I thought, I thought the spice trend was over. I thought we were on to something else. And then Josh just pulls out the graph and it's just a continued upward slope Mm -hmm. it's it's actually getting more popular not less popular um as people just continue to search for spice in as many places as possible i think it's also it's it's because spice is an exciting flavor that everyone can access right it's really easy to understand spice but i also think you made a really good point earlier because it's now more more mainstream right like spicy foods and spicy snack foods and junk food and stuff like are readily available yeah to people across the world. So, so it's less, I feel like it's less challenging to people's palates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's challenging to my tummy. Right. We know that. Yeah. (laughs) Adam is not a spice person. No, I'm not interested in it, man. Like I don't even want to drink this wine. I don't feel like getting (laughs) sick tomorrow. But I think part of it is, is exactly what Joanna was getting at. It's like the, the market for spicy things is no longer confined to a few specific cuisines that a yes. lot of people might avoid. Instead, it's like, you know, the whether it's through peppers, whether it's through sauces, whether it's through other kinds of means of get oils, et cetera, of flakes, whatever, of getting spice into food. There's, it, it's so widespread. It's so kind of available in so many different cuisines. And therefore, you know, again, kind of a part of people's food lexicon in a way that it didn't, it wasn't even necessarily so much for us when we were growing up. I mean, I don't know about mm-hmm. the two of you, but for me, like I didn't encounter a hot sauce that wasn't Tabasco for a good chunk of my childhood. Like it was not a, and I, I mean, I didn't like spicy things when I was a kid, which is you know pretty common for someone from my background. But now it's like you know, kids growing up, people, you know, young people who are you know kind of earlier in their drinking experience, you know, they may have had exposure to you know dozens of kinds of hot sauces many different cuisines which incorporate spice as at a fundamental level and lots of different kinds of yeah. spice and that there's that too i mean i think one thing that we are I'd be curious to see is as this trend evolves if you see people looking to incorporate lots of different ways of getting spicy into drinks because the kind of like crude chop up a jalapeno and throw it in the thing you're drinking is like fine but it's one very specific kind of spice 
And there's one very specific mm-hmm. kind of flavor that it lends to because jalapenos have a very you know particular flavor that's very green and vegetal and like we all know it. And if you want to make a drink that's spicy and you don't want to use a vinegar-based hot sauce, which does its own things to drinks, or any kind of hot sauce whatsoever because they affect the flavor or the texture of the drink or both, you know, I think you're starting to see, like, people doing essentially, like, firewater bitters, which are basically just, like, you know, capsicum oil um, or extract in, you know, in a solution. There are lots of ways to get spicy in without altering the flavor. But there's also all these other kinds of spicy flavors, whether it's like roasted chilies or as you guys were talking about, you know, the Mexican chocolate kind of like that really kind of almost warming kind of spice. There's a lot there that I think people are continuing to play with, which to me does make it somewhat interesting because I am with you, Adam, that like in general, the again, chop up a jalapeno and throw it in the thing you're drinking kind of approach doesn't really do it for me that much. Yeah, I mean... For me, also, I, I would say I, I think that the most – I think if we were to look, I would say the most prevalent spice form, though, in drinks is jalapeno. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I think sure. it's the easiest, you know, like it's chop it up, go for it. You know, there's lots of hacks of how to get it in faster, how to do infusions, non-infusions. We played around with it with like the, the French presses and things like that where people try to really like squeeze out all that capsaicin. But I do agree that it does add that add that green vegetal flavor. Yeah. I mean – I I have a sort of hot take here, and I think that everyone, any sort of thing like this with the rosé, jalapeno, et cetera, is everyone's just kind of chasing that very basic spicy margarita. It's like that's the flavor most people are looking for. A little bit of acid, a little bit of like somewhat, what would you say, citrus, maybe in rosé, so we're going to say strawberry, you know, red fruit, et cetera, mm-hmm. and capsaicin. Yeah. Like that with the with the green vegetable behind it. That's like, I think that is for most people what they like. And I think that the... The spicy margarita was most people's gateway drug into spicy drinks, and that's kind of still the most popular. For me, for hot sauce, though, yeah, I think you're right. I, I had Tabasco, and then I remember, like, the hot sauce packets from Taco Bell. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. those, those were two. good. <laughs> <laughs> but that was about it. Like, there wasn't – it wasn't this crazy, like, Cholula and all the other brands on the market and, you know – basically all the amazing Mexican hot sauces that were that were now getting imported and things like that. I will say though, another gripe I have is I really don't love going to the the, the restaurants where the cuisine's not traditionally spicy. I'm like, but guess what? This is our crazy chili oil fettuccine. And I'm like, dude, in Calabria they don't even use as much spice. Like what are we doing? Yeah. Can we please not do this? Mm-hmm. My tummy does not like it. But I also think that there are people who like spicy things for the challenge of it. One hundred percent as well. Hot chip challenge. Hot what? The hot chip challenge. The hot chip challenge. There's one chip. It's supposed to be the spiciest chip known to man. <laughs> and you eat it and see what you haven't seen. Oh, there's an amazing no. video of Shaq trying to do it on. Okay. And he like he's like, I won't even I won't even blink. I won't even blink. I won't even blink. And he eats it and he just starts crying and he just I mean, people love that stuff though. And like well, starts it's coughing. Hot ones, right? Yeah, it's hot ones, the the uh, the you know, just sort of never ending appeal of that show. Mm-hmm. People just it's it's a challenge. It's like But see, I wonder, do people want to consume that themselves or do they want to watch someone else suffer consuming it? Like that's a whole nother sort of thing. I think both. I think it's an endorphin rush. Yeah. Right. So you know, people I think it's a little bit of both. Like I think there's two different kinds of people, right? I only want to watch it, I don't want to partake, <laughs> but I also don't want to ever bungee jump in my life. So you know what I'm saying? But I'll watch some videos <laughs> of other idiots doing it. I'm just not doing it myself. Right, well, speaking of idiots, we should try this wine. We should. Okay, let's. Okay, so what did we do here, Joanna? Um, I 
seeded. <laughs> I seeded and chopped up a whole jalapeno and I put it into a bottle of rosé. And it sat for how long now? Oh, I don't know. 15 minutes? What about you, Zach? Is that what you did? I have a I have a glass here of rosé with uh, two sizable jalapeno rings floating in it. Actually, it looks kind of cool. Um, but uh, I did take the seeds out because, like you, Adam, I'm not trying to regret my life too much tomorrow. Right, let's see what this is. It all about. smells so, so jalapeno-y. It's amazing. All I smell is jalapeno. I actually smell some rosé, but I smell jalapeno. Yeah, we're gonna make Keith taste it too. All right, I'm I'm going in. I really, I really don't want to, you guys. I really don't want to. <laughs> huh. I also poured myself a control glass of just the rosé because I was like, I need to see kind of like what the rosé tastes like without the jalapeno just in case, you know, I want to see how much I'm missing. I feel like I'm only getting the vegetal parts no of the pepper and no kick. Maybe it needs to. Keith agrees. Maybe it needs to steep a little longer. I have a little. I get a little here. kick at the back. My, mine's been in my glass for about half an hour. Um, Just at the back, though. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, though. Okay, so say you add some like whatever ice and like a few strawberries to this. In the uh, side. oh, I think this was very you popular. Know. I think this. I think this. I mean, that's what some people were doing. Well, then it's kind of like a spicy sangria, yeah. right? Right, it's a spicy sangria. I mean, basically, this is like right now what we have is like a poor man's spicy sangria. And then if we like up it a little bit more, we get sangria, like rose sang, spicy rose sangria. This is I like just you're don't so like desperate. You're so desperate for a spicy mark. Well, I also think this is like you have a bottle of yeah. rosé that's been open for two days in your fridge, or like it's a six dollar bottle of rosé, and you just like want to do something else to it. I don't really think like the the control version I have, which like this is a fine rosé. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's like nothing fancy. But it's like sorry, it's still there. I just can't handle this. <laughs> I'm not into it at all. <laughs> all right. Well, this is the burning in my throat. Still, I don't like. I'm such a just, I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. I know I just cut you off, but I just need everyone. Okay. To, this is horrible. We, we all needed to hear <clears throat> that. It's true. Does anyone have any water? <laughs> well, I think there's water bottles outside of the studio. Yeah. I would love to know, though, for those of you out there listening who do love spicy drinks, whether it's spicy rosé, spicy margs, whatever, let us know why. Podcast at vinepair.com. Tell us your favorite recipe. Yes. Make a spicy sidecar for the don't ever do com- this ever. for the Remy Martin cocktail competition. Just don't expect Adam to give you good scores. You know, <laughs> if you do a spicy. I like, know. I will. I will grade. It, I will grade it fairly. Okay. Grade it fairly. Say. Okay. <clears throat> Not into this. We need to end this episode. I'm right done, you guys. <laughs> I hope I make it to the weekend. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So the Vine Pair podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington in Zach Chabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. 
It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vine Pair Podcast Network. I'd also love to give a shout out to our editor-in-chief, Joanna Sherino, who joins us on every single podcast as our third and most important host. Thank you as well to the entire VinePair staff and everyone who's been involved in making VinePair as special as it's become. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.